and welcome back to the Nitty Gritty Real Estate Podcast. We're talking about the current state of the market in lending. Let's get into it. Joining us again, we are back with Sienna Cormier. Cormier. To be fancy. Yeah. And she is with Guild Mortgage. Hello. She's going to help drop some knowledge on what is going on in the lending side of things. I know we always talk about the real estate uh, end of it. She's going to be on the lending end of it. And so what is kind of going on with home buyers? Are you seeing them increase, decrease, about the same? Uh, you know, there was a period where I feel like it kind of dropped off a little bit, like leads slowed down, things kind of adjusted a little. Yeah. And I think it was just a, like scare. Sure. Uh, everybody who was in the market kind of just jumped out real quick because we needed to figure out what was happening, yep. where we qualify for at now, because interest rates did dramatically change overnight. I think it was back in March. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of those buyers that were qualified at a certain price point definitely changed things for them when interest rates adjusted. Okay. Now though, it's just in what I was telling all of my realtors and and lenders and people around me that are in my industry that were feeling nervous or, you yeah. know, a little bit scared is like, we just, it'll cycle. Like it'll cycle. The rates are going to adjust. People yeah. are going to get used to them again. We're just going to find new qualifying, like where their new qualified range is and we'll go from there. Sure. But it might just take about a month or so, a couple months for things to just get back to normal. So now... I feel like it has come back quite a bit. Like yeah. the leads are picking up, the people are ready and willing. They're not nervous anymore and they're ready to buy a home because at the end of the day, we realize that buying a home is still a better alternative than renting. Yep. It's fixed. It's here. It's mine. I'm building my own wealth instead of paying somebody else's and worried about that money going up right. and inflation all around affecting your rent too. So it's better to just have your own home that you know your payment is locked in at. Yeah, yeah. So and Tom Krieger, who has been on previous podcasts, who runs the Tom Krieger team with Keller Williams, he always says today's dollars are more powerful than tomorrow's dollars. Wow. It's, it, I, I always love that saying, and it, it just makes a ton of sense that, you know, as inflation goes up, the, the dollar right now is the most powerful it's going to be than the dollar tomorrow. Yeah. So it's, it's just sort of common financial sense. For but sure. A, a, a really nice boiled <clears throat> way down to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. So it makes sense to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, and, and the Fed is trying to control this inflation with, the the tool that they have, which is raising rates mm -hmm. and to slow the velocity of money down, slow how quickly it's moving throughout the market. And we're kind of in a weird market right now where we're like, are we crashing? Are we increasing? I know we're, we're heading sort of down on the downward trend right now. I think crash is not the word. Right. Are we heading into a recession? Yeah. Possibly, yes. The answer is yeah. we're there. Right, yeah. right. And and that, that market isn't the same as a housing market. Right. We are also going into a buyer's market, so there's not going to be a bubble or really recession there. I think there's a lot of headlines that, that get out there and kind of get conflated with like, oh, that the housing bubble is going to crash and, and we are living off of 2008 
crash, which and still, this is nothing like that. No, no, zero percent. But I think that's still living in it our is. brains, yeah. like ah, oh, this is this isn't good. This is going to be really bad. Um, but we're really not seeing that right now. Not with the housing market. It's totally different. Yeah, there's so much equity in there. I I, I can't foresee people being upside down. And and there's more skin in the game too, right? Like and there's not enough down. inventory. Yes. There's not enough inventory for yeah. what happened then to happen now. Yep. Yeah, we have roughly 4,000 homes live on the market right now. That's an increase. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> I know, exactly. And it, it's it's uh, it's getting better for people who are finding it difficult to find a home where there were multiple offers on homes. We're not seeing that as much now. But at, at least from the lending side, I, I think the, the Fed is, is, while they are increasing rates on the money that banks borrow to give out loans, um, it's that is increasing, but that doesn't necessarily mean the mortgage rate is going to increase because that's a different product, right? Different that, the, product. that the bank, banks give out. So what happened with mortgage rates back when things changed, when they went from the threes to the fives, well, slowly, right? Yeah, yep. Is the Fed was injecting money into mortgage-backed securities. Yep. And they started tapering that injection of money. And once they started tapering, that's when... All of that money that's sitting in there now is getting less and less. And that's when the interest rates started to climb was not because of the Fed's increasing the rate, but because they with they stopped just dumping money into the market because yeah. we were dumping money into the market to try to keep rates down so that we could keep our economy stimulated and going and keep people buying houses. Yep. And, and that was also a major part of why inflation happened huge. was because of the demand in the housing industry. So housing was part of the problem as to, to <clears throat> where we're at with inflation, yeah. right? So that's, that's kind of a, a double-edged sword, I guess, for people in the industry yeah. where we don't want to see, you know, people having to, to pay more money to buy a house and we want to see a good, healthy housing industry, but, but also when we're working with buyers to have like the houses that they're looking at increase by $10,000 like every week, yeah, you know? Yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely nutty. So I'm, I am glad that that is slowing down. Me too. And, and again, like it's cyclical. So we're seeing, we're, we're kind of on the downtrend within the housing market as more inventory becomes available. Sure, So yeah. Um, so when the Fed raises the rate, they're raising the federal rate, which is like prime, it's that rate that's tied to other products. It's not directly related to mortgage-backed securities, which is where your mortgage interest rate comes in. So, the, it, I mean, they're all we're all connected. Everything in financial industry is somewhat connected. So yeah. reports that may not directly impact mortgage will have an impact on what mortgage-backed securities do because of the people that have their money in mortgage-backed securities, yeah. right? Yeah. So if we pull money from mortgage-backed securities, put it in the stock market, that's when interest rates go up again. So when we get scared in the stock market and we pull interest rates or we pull our money and put it into mortgage-backed securities, which are safe, yeah. then that's when interest rates come down again. So the less money sitting invested in the mortgage-backed securities, the higher or 
more the rate is, right? Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but the Fed rate increasing, a lot of people get nervous. They're like, oh my God, they're going to increase it 75 yeah. <laughs> basis points tomorrow. I need to lock my loan in today. Right. Well, the truth is today the market's probably a little bit scary because we don't know what's how it's going to react to the information that's being given sure. before those are at those meetings. So it's typically protected on those days. And then after the information comes out, everything kind of adjusts. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, the there's some tie and some correlation, but directly that 75 basis point increase is not a direct 75 basis point increase in mortgage-backed securities. Right. Sometimes <laughs> what I've noticed is it's even better the next day because everything adjusts and the scariness goes away. Yeah, people might freak out and pull out of the going through the loan process and now there's less demand for that <laughs> split second or right, whatever. Right. So then, then it'll adjust. And is that why it adjusts like by the hour or by the minute? Almost? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's moving just like any other, you know, they're, they're bonds, right? So yeah. they're, it's moving constantly. There's money in and out of it all the time while the market's open. So yeah. most of the time, like we set pricing and we don't really adjust it unless there's a major adjustment in the market. And so we'll, you know, we'll adjust if it gets significantly better or significantly worse, we're going to make an adjustment to what our rates are that day. Uh, but every day it's one day to the next, you know, yep. and most of the time the adjustments aren't major from day to day. Sometimes they are this, this market's a little bit different <laughs> sure. than anything I've experienced. So it's definitely uh, really cool getting to learn and understand as well so that we can time it right and find the best time to lock our clients. Uh, for the most part, I say if you're happy with the payment, let's get you locked in because there's always going to be an opportunity, hopefully, to refinance in the future. <laughs> That's where we're leaning. That's what we're thinking is that we're hoping that things settle down and that there is a refinance opportunity for some of these people that may be in a higher interest rate right now. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's more like if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, yeah. buy your house, <laughs> buy your house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you have a great mortgage rate and you know it, clap your hands. So, yeah. um, and, and like you say, if you can afford it now, it's only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can't predict where, the top or the bottom is going to be, I mean, we would all be rich if we were able to do that, right? If you uh, need a place to live, it's the time to buy a house. Exactly, exactly. You can't, don't don't wait to time markets because you, you'll always just be behind. That's what I've always found. Me too. I bought at a great time and I was tracking the market. I didn't think it was going to shoot up at the time that it did in the last few years. Yeah. You know, so it was always so, so uh, strange to, to sort of watch my house grow. I'm like, you know, I, I didn't feel like I paid that much for it. And then all of a sudden home prices are increasing like hand over fist. So exciting. It's nuts. And then you're like, oh, wow, look at all this equity yeah. that I built up yeah. that I could take out and, and maybe buy an investment property with or, you know, up, upgrade my home and use my current home as an investment property. However, you know, you could do that. But there are routes that you could do to keep building that wealth, which is really cool. What are you seeing with home prices? Like what's your observation right now with home prices? Yeah. So I see a lot of them overpriced because they were following the trend of where it was. Mm. And you know, that that's kind of what we see. It's, it's like a bell curve almost. People are 
continuing on the still trend trying, upward. Still trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though we're actually on the trend downward. So they're ahead of the initial curve, which is a good place to price your home is ahead of the, the curve, but it's on a downward trend. So now you get a head, price ahead of that curve. So if you underprice your home just slightly, you're going to have a lot more traction in selling your home and potentially multiple offers because you're, you're not going after, buyers aren't going after that overpriced home. Right. They're going after this home that is much better priced and even slightly underpriced in the market. However, if they go after that overpriced home and can get some concessions in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. bring back seller concessions. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think most sellers are like, oh, we can sell our house in like two days. And that really isn't the case anymore. So when you- <laughs> They're like time on market 21 days, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when you see a house that's like 40 days, well, the seller wants to sell their house in their mind at the two day mark. Ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then you can be going in there, you know, offer a little bit less, ask for seller concessions to help cover some of your closing costs, which we talked about on the last one a little bit. Um, and, and even go in with your hopefully qualify for some down payment assistance if that's a, a thing that you're going to go after. Um, and I know also that there are new loan products coming out that you are offering, uh, Guild is offering. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Now with this, in this market, you could ask for a three, two, one buy down, which I think sellers are beginning to be like, yeah, we'll, we'll toss in on that. Explain what a three, two, one buy down is. Yeah. So basically if we can get the seller to give concessions and you can ask your lender or me specifically <laughs> how much that dollar amount is to do a buy down, there's a three, two, one buy down or and a 2-1 buy-down option. So depending on how much we get, we can use that money as a 2-1 or 3-2-1. And what it does is it basically buys the borrower's interest rate down. If we're doing a 3-2-1, a full 3% for the first year. Mm -hmm. Then the second year, it buys it down for a full 2% from the rate that they're locked in at. And then the third year, 1%. And then the fourth year, it is the normal rate. Gotcha. Uh, what's really cool about it is hopefully there's an opportunity to refinance in there. And if there is, that money that was used to buy the rate down gets applied towards their principal balance. So that money doesn't get lost mm. or go away. It actually gets used towards their principal balance. So nice. if we can refinance and maybe lock in one of those lower rates or something lower than where their actual fixed rate is at, then we have that opportunity to do so and get them a better, longer payment. And, um, and just real quick, like principal balance <laughs> means that you're paying down your, your mortgage. Right. So you have more equity in your home with that. Right. So that's a, that's a really smart way of going about it. So yeah. adding to your piggy bank, right. basically. And so I have a lot of agents right now that are really on their listings, even advertising that there are sellers willing to do this buy down for their clients. So instead of looking for the lower priced home necessarily may not be the key. It may be finding one who has wiggle room in there to come down. Mm -hmm. And instead of dropping that price, instead of having this major $10,000 price reduction, yep. call me, ask me what I can do with that $10,000 because I guarantee you I can make that $10,000 work way better for the borrower 
yeah. than the price reduction because right. the price reduction does not impact your payment that much. It's, <laughs> yeah. you know, people are like, like, Isn't it like literally $10 or? or it's not it's, a lot. It's, yeah, it's not a lot. It's, Maybe it's, 25 for like a, a few thousand. Like it's not that much money. That's your coffee, not even your coffee for the month probably. Yeah, yeah. You know? and it, it all depends. There's not a set amount. Like I know at, at car dealerships, they say, oh, the rule of thumb is X amount of dollars yeah. for every thousand or whatever. But with, with mortgage is yes. a little bit different because we're yeah. looking at a much larger amount. So depending on how much is borrowed, it varies per amount. How, what the interest rate is, yeah, yeah it, it could. But mostly, that interest rate is going to impact their payment much bigger than that ten thousand dollars. So if yeah. I can use that ten thousand dollars to buy a rate down, yeah. that's going to be key. Uh, yeah. So like when I see the price reductions, I'm like, no, why? Yeah. Don't <laughs> put it back. Like just. Give your buyer ten thousand dollars, or give your buyer X amount of dollars. It's going to help them so much more. Yeah. And so the two one buy down is exactly the same, except it's only two years, and it's two percent lower the first year, and then one percent lower the second year, and then it's the regular rate. And so that one's less. It costs less to do that buy down, obviously, because it's a whole less year, and it's yeah. less. You're not buying the interest rate down quite as far, but this is what the seller, the seller is basically making part of your payment for you during those first couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. That's super nice. And, and the thing about having a good agent, they'll be working closely with a great lender as well to figure out how much is in closing costs. Because if we ask for, let's say 10,000 and closing costs is are 8,000. That means that 2000 is going to go back to the seller and we don't necessarily that want happen. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll find some I things. I will find a way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and if we, if we do go beyond that, that's when you can ask for a price reduction. Yeah. So if, if you say like we're maxed out at 8,000 in closing costs, well, that extra two can go towards a price reduction. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. but it all varies per situation, right? But it's definitely like, you're right. Like that key dynamic is having a, a realtor and lender that have a great relationship and that can talk about that and yep. that you trust that you know is going to be in your corner and that's going to be doing everything they can yep. to get you the best deal. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that that can be such a, a difficult thing, but you know, that's why we are here. Our information is down below in the show notes. So please be sure. Yeah. <laughs> please be sure to definitely reach out to us. If you are thinking about buying a home, um, she, Sienna is, definitely much more than a lender. So if you need like a credit repair program, she can help with that. Um, if you just need like basic financial consulting to towards buying a home, she can do that as well. Yeah, absolutely. We don't get paid until the, the home closes. Period. So we, we want to do all that footwork to, to dem demonstrate our value uh, within buying a home. So absolutely. yeah, that's, that's kind of how we operate. And and also, like, it makes us feel good to, to help you it. get onto the journey of buying a home uh, and not, not just that paycheck at the end. Of course, that's the icing on the cake. You know, that's how we, we feed our kids and everything. So, uh, but anyway, if you guys have any questions about any of this, reach out to us. We're here for you. And thank you so much, Sienna, for, for joining us on these couple of podcasts. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll have you back on another one here I soon. I sure hope so. so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.